the dawning of night and the torch flashing. And all of a sudden, they notice that you are not seeing too clearly. Two things are involved. You have your battery that powers your light. It's going down or the darkness getting darker. Yes. As a point in time, you will want the light measured enough to beat the darkness so I can see clearly. It's even worse if you are driving and it's raining. I want to guide you your headlamp has issues. Try to drive with your transportation light or your hazard light. It's a hazard light in life, right? I mean, it's a light. But is it enough to give you the sight to see the road in the rainy day? No. Unless you want to on it, you step out of the car and look, you drive for another five minutes. And step out again. What is light? It's light. Or you want to drive at night in deep darkness in the rainy day with your parking light. That even gets worse. The parking light cannot give you vision to see ahead. So to the light that you have determines the amount of vision you command. If your life is being driven by a hazard light, you know you have light, but sorry, you will be fast. That is, you cannot achieve with the hazard light. The light will only turn up at three, danger, 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 danger. You will only move it, right? I'll move that, I'll be moving fast. But all you are showing is danger. That's what that light is all about. Then there's a light we have, which is the parking light. The light will say, hey, someone is here. Don't mind this person. But it's light. But suppose you have. Your headlamp, small one, high beam, low beam, and then really they pitch that and pitch it on. No matter how much damper you have, you can see through the rain. You can see far. You can even speed up your step. I'm not far. What any guy is not even a head anymore. The way the way you can see through the pitch of the rain will be dark. Why are we saying this? Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 12. He said, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. Son of God, the quality of darkness now is on the increase. You see, one thing that the Holy Spirit does, remember, in our, in our teaching, all this while, I'm sure it is the conversant with that part of Scripture. 
what have we handling? From which part of scripture, please? Can you remind me? Which part of scripture I want to be handling since for the last uh, six months? Okay, what? <laughs> yes, my What have we handling? What is the topic? Huh? The Spirit of Christ. Can we get it? What's the Holy Spirit is doing now in the church? He said what the Holy Spirit is doing in the church right now. Hmm? And then there's an anchor scripture for, you know, for, for that. What's the anchor scripture again? Amen. Can't remember. We're trying to decode what the Holy Spirit is doing in the church today on this particular day. And we pick that inspiration from somewhere in scriptures. And we'll be reflecting around that part of, part of scripture. Even last Saturday, we read a part from it again that set us on fire. I'll build something more for God. So, yesterday, it was last Saturday. <laughs> Who was here last Saturday? You were here last Saturday. You were here last Saturday. You were here. Okay. You were here last Saturday. Yeah. Why are you called? John 16, right? John 16 was what? Verse 4. Sure? From, from 4 to where? 26. Someone is 26. 46. To 14. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Please don't forget this. You, get, you, have, you have truly enough to bless us. Mm -hmm. Because the Holy Spirit sets us understand the game on ground. What we are experiencing today is not just going to be, we're going to be confronting the challenge of our time. Only through prayers. For true knowledge. The Bible says the righteous shall be delivered. Not through prayer. But through what? True knowledge. The remnants of God shall be delivered through knowledge. The remnants of God. Prayer is going to build us up for knowledge in people's power. Those who do know their God, the Bible says, shall be what? Shall be strong and do exploits. Those who do know, you see, knowledge still comes here. And what we are doing is we are trying to gather the necessary strength that we need, knowledge that we need. <coughs> 
be doing a displeasure if I just be doing prayers and pray for you and pray for you and pray for you and I'm not arming you with the strength that you need. And that strength, when, when, when the Lord lays it in your heart, that the Lord digest it. Digest it. Make it your own. Because you don't know the day. This will be the matter of you. If you look for your notes, you will not see it that time. Those who do know that God shall be strong. Daniel 11, 12. Daniel 11, 12. I'm not mistaken. Daniel 11, 32. So Jesus said in John chapter 6, John chapter 8, verse 12, those say, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me. How do you follow him? We well, have mentioned that before. You follow him by his word, right? The word gives direction. By his word, the knowledge of his word. Those who follow him shall not walk in darkness, but they shall what? Have the light of life. What is the light of life? The light of life. Light of life. What can I say? What is the light of life? Hmm? John chapter 8, verse 12 says, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, for he shall have the light of life. So you are guaranteed not to have, not to pass through the darkness that will eat up this world, that will cause pain, that will cause displeasure, that will cause disaster, is what having what? The light of life. God has assured that he preserve his people, but only those with what? In possession of the light of life. And I'm asking you now, people of God, what is the light of life? Life. 
And then John says something about that light. What did he say again? The light shines in the darkness. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has never put it out. Can you see? Very clear. And what is this darkness talking about? Isaiah 60. the world, right? Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1, please. Open it up. From verse 1. Arise, Jerusalem, and shine like the sun. The glory of the Lord is shining on you. Mm -hmm. Other nations will be covered by darkness, mm -hmm. but on you the light of the Lord will shine. Okay, and that translation? Arise, shine forth, mm -hmm. for your light has come, mm -hmm. and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Where is the source of that light again? From where? This one is saying, Arise and shine for what? The light has come. How did the light come again? The word brought the light. And as it brought the light, it only brought what? The life. Okay? Now, Isaiah is now speaking with a global mindset. He says, Arise and shine for your light has come, for the glory of God is upon you. Whatever you find that word and that life and that light, the glory of God is there. Whether you feel it or not. So if you want to enjoy the glory of God, don't go looking for it. Go for the word. Allow the world to shape and transmit the life of Christ in you. Then the light will come and then this more light will be with you. And as long as that light, light, light is with you, the glory of God is upon you. Okay? Now, continue. It says what's something again. Mm -hmm. The brightness of his presence will be with you. Okay, you read the one again. Yes. Look, darkness covers the earth. Now, you don't say, sorry, don't say, say it. The brightness of his presence will be with you. Okay. She said darkness covers the earth. Is that is it there in your own place? Verse 2. The other nations will be covered by darkness. Okay, okay. And now you want to say darkness shall cover the earth. Now look at look at the word here. This is the earth here. There's an invisible coat of darkness covering this earth. From this earth up. There's an invisible darkness. The darkness we're talking about here is not the darkness that this light can make you see. It's an energy of darkness, energy of energy of evil. As we are about to go on this earth like this, we are, we are coming in contact with energies, invisible energies that are, that are originated from darkness. And this thing has capacity to interfere with your life. They can affect you negatively. They can create circumstances that work against you. They can influence you. They have a high level of manipulative bliss. They can manipulate circumstances. They can manipulate marriage. They can manipulate career. They can manipulate money. They can manipulate sickness. But we can't see it. That's why they say that whatever happens physically from first happens in the realm of the spirit. So Isaiah is telling about the darkness covers the earth. Darkness has to do with the government of Satan. Even Jesus himself called the devil the god of this world. See the point. He now says darkness covered the earth. And now he continues again. He says, Thick darkness in the peoples. 
as many who don't have the light of life, then naturally we have the darkness of death. Where there's no light of life, we must have the darkness of death. It's not perceptible by the physical senses. You can only perceive it by discernment. So, child of God, you may narrate yourself. You may say, you may say something, you may say, ah, me, am I really enjoy God's buoyance? Can I really enjoy God's supernatural manifestation? You, as a matter of fact, you will ordain to be the manifestation of those realities. The reason why God is keeping you is that you become instrumental to manifesting His light in this darkness. Your life should be a testimony of God's victory in Christ Jesus. Your life should be a testimony of the visions of Christ. So when you are praying and say, Lord, I want your glory to be made manifest through me, He will tell you, Go to my word, believe my word, it will come to pass. As you play your part, God is pleased with you play his part, and you become part of those God uses to overcome the darkness that is ravaging the world. He said, You shall not walk in darkness, for you shall possess the light of life. Isaiah now says, Before this time, Isaiah already said, Arise and shine, for your light has come, for the glory of God is upon you, for darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness in the peoples. But he continues and says, and then his light will shine over you, and nations will come under your light. So the more you grow in the world, the more his life increases. The more he commands his light. The Bible says the word of the Lord came to Jacob, and his light touched Israel. Because Jacob was one who received the word of God, his light beat Israel, the entire nation. So you may see yourself now, you may not see anything supernatural about yourself. But the fact that your soul is feeding on the word of God and it begins to shape your life, begins to be your senses, or what you call your mindset, that becomes your culture every day, that becomes the reality of your substance. You judge life. You see life with the gospel of God's way. You understand life from the perspective of God. You see us every day align yourself with the word of God. You don't know that you have provoked something in you. There's a system at work in your life right now. And that life is not your own life anymore. You may organize yourself because you don't feel it. And as you're growing in it, you will know. You may perceive certain things because you can see that your appetite for the things that are not of God are naturally going down. Your appetite for the things of God is on the increase. That's a sign that you have something happening in your life. And then, as that is happening in your life, there's a light shining out of you that has capacity to shut down the demonic inspiration. You mustn't think somebody so special for this to happen. That is what we need. Today, because the quality of darkness coming, you may be thinking, maybe having the only the, the, the light of hazard or trafficking light or parking light. <laughs> I 
And the point of blame that will be coming now, if you can perceive what is happening in this clinic, there's more depression going on. People are getting more torn up at a big day. Can you see the madness in the life of people? Demonic possessions are becoming of a high, high, high level. Mental health issues are becoming so rampant. You think it's normal? It is a result of the darkness that is eating humanity every day, bit by bit. It's called insipid death. It's called insipid death. A death process that is so gradual that you don't you don't you don't feel it, you don't sense it, but something you do not just know that no, I'm not moving forward, I'm going backward. But it's happening so slow, so small, in such a small measure, but you know every day something is growing, something is growing, something is growing, strength is growing, zeal is growing, appetite for God is growing. You try to struggle, you cannot stay. So part of what the whole ministry is doing is to help, help us deal with this. You don't just serve God with passion and zeal alone. You serve God with sound knowledge. You should know what is happening at time. You can't be confused. If not, you get a victim of that. The Bible says there at the end time, even the elect will be deceived. How should the elect, those who have been elected, those who have written their names in the book of life, why should they be deceived? Even the elect. You are the elect. But you can be deceived. You can lose your grace. You can lose your salvation by deception. But you know what? A great instrument in the darkness is using against God's people to make sure that they lack what it takes for them to confront the current situation is covering their heart. Or harden their heart. And part of it is that through rebellion. Once your hand is hardened, you need special call from God to teach you. Only God can keep a hardened heart. No human being can preach to a hardened heart and he repents. If God has not touched that heart. Look at Pharaoh now. We thought that Moses did, 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 did he respond? <laughs> so the Holy Spirit is eager to, is eager to put in the hands of God's people the light of the life. A light of mind. You just need to understand that so that you can have the sufficient light to face the darkness that is coming. Not only the darkness, the darkness will cause rain to fall. It will cause flooding to come. Spiritual flooding, spiritual, that will sweep away people. You will see no devil people, people that have served God, people who have committed themselves to God, you see them coming away. They come in of disgrace to the church. You will see a lot of people who are icons of faith all of a sudden professing to that religion. There will be a blunted demonstration of wickedness. The Bible says at that time they will see evil as good and see good as what? Evil. You that is on the side of evil will be seen as evil person. No, you that is on the side of good will be seen as someone who is evil. Why those who are on the side of evil will be given power? Let's go. 
yourself. Because what happened, I'm praying for you from your heart. The way you sit and look at me, I'm used to be this kind of, what I call it, hopelessness. Christian hopelessness. What shall we do? That was kind of what I get from Why is it like that? Why was it like that? God, where are you? God is there. He is waiting for you to be the one to introduce him. Look at what Isaiah is saying. Arise and shine. You are not going to shine it. Because what God has given to you is far, far, far above darkness. But darkness are so light to us through the environment, through the, our system, through the things we've been seeing all these years that we are now afraid to become that which God says we are. But it shall not be so for long. I say it shall not be so for long. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There's a remnant. We belong to a remnant. Yeah. All we just need to do is to focus more on possessing the light of mind. Your devotion should be to possess the light of mind. Grow in it every day. The Lord has armed us with the written light of Christ. He has armed us with a sacramental, you know, light. Okay? You know what it is? Of the written light of life, and what? The sacramental light of life. Is that clear to you now? Yes. Which one is the written light of life? Oh, Which one is the sacramental light of life? Yes. So we receive it both from hearing, we receive it both from receiving the Holy Communion. Jesus knew when he gave us that many years ago. And I've shared with you here that. The effect of the insights, we will not know the value of the insights now, but as we continue to flop down, a time will come that the only solution to withstand the madness of the devil is the light. To come to a point when you will stand and people will know you receive the new communion. You will be the cause of human beings who are full of darkness that when you come and see them, Jesus will see them. They will perceive the aroma of the righteous of Christ inside of you through the Holy Eucharist. Uh, <laughs> that's why if your devotion for the Eucharist is going down, no, you're under attack. You're under attack because the devil knows that if he can begin now to affect you in such a way that you begin to lose the taste of the Eucharist now, gradually, gradually, he knows that in the next three, four years, you may even stay one month without care. You don't know that the Holy Spirit is carrying an aroma. You don't know. Okay, let's look at the scripture where Paul talks about 
Second Corinthians chapter two, verse fifteen. Such a powerful reality. Oh God. Oh Jesus, thank you, Lord. Second Corinthians chapter two. Second Corinthians chapter two. Verse, let's start from verse 11. Okay, let's start with just start from verse 14. You can have more study. This is a different voice. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Thanks be to God who always leads us with the triumphant knowledge of Christ. Mm -hmm. And through us, Spreads the knowledge of him Heavenly presence in this place. Heavenly presence. 
They are hefty in majesty and power. They have come to the, to the throne of God to be with us in this meeting right now. But we will not perceive them because our system has so fallen that we cannot pick the spiritual signal that comes. You understand? They are here to bless us. As I'm speaking to you, they are only manifesting certain misses in your heart. I will be saying one thing if you understand and nothing. They will speak to you in your own context, in your own context of your life. As I'm teaching this now, there are things that are collecting in your mind. You see your mind running through your life and certain things are getting clearer. I'm not going to say that. But by virtue of this meeting and what I'm saying here right now, they are able to engage God's word coming to you as your realm, as your own spoken word to address the issues in your own personal life. But because our system is dead because of sin, we cannot pick that system out of our presence. You see the point? But our spirit is alive because of the righteousness of Christ. Because of his finished work. So even if your body does not pick the signal, child of God, despise the body. The Bible says the body profits nothing. The spirit gives life. Don't trust your body. It mustn't perceive anything. But walk by faith. Whatever comes to you, I didn't feel it, but believe it. I say, Lord, what you say is true for my life. And you take that word and make it your own. Allow it to take hold of your heart. Allow it to have its own rightful space in your heart. Immediately, something begins. As the Holy Spirit sees that, they begin to orchestrate the galvanization of all the mysteries that makes a difference. And part of that mystery is the mystery of aroma. The Holy Ghost is sent you with an aroma that has implications in the realm of the spirit. So powerful. So powerful. So powerful, I tell you. That aroma, the aroma that Peter was passing, we are calling it shadow. It's not shadow. Peter passed and they perceived it and then they were getting healed. Those who were possessed, demons were wrong. Peter did not even pray. No. Did he pray? No. They put sick ones on the way. He was passing and they perceived the aroma of the glory. Demons were running. How? How on earth? That's the mystery you and I live today. Peter was so special. Peter did that Christ three times. But that same Peter, at a point in later, says that. There's a more sure word of prophecy, which is the written word of God, more than the glory of the transfiguration. He said, I prefer the written word of God, which I'm reading with my eyes like this, more than the glory of transfiguration, because this one is the more sure word. That same Peter, remember, manifest something. If Peter could manifest that dimension of glory, child of God, you too have access to it also. Stop limiting yourself. Believe God and allow the rest to manifest. Strange things will happen. Strange things will happen or is on an increasing measure right now. How will you prevent yourself? How will you keep yourself? In a world where darkness, the thickness of the darkness is going to increase. When Jesus was about to release himself to darkness, at the point he had to demonstrate some level of authority and dominion before he yielded himself to darkness. He said, I freely lay down my life 
I will freely take it up. When the people arrest him, and they ask, they say, Who do you seek? He said, They say, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am he. They fell on the ground. What pushed them down? Is this aroma? Is this glory? Is this power? Three times, so they will say it is by coincidence. The first one, it happened. Second one, it happened. Third one, after that, I'm, I'm sure at that point they knew that the man could also knew this man. And it's not a joke. Then he now claims, okay, oh yeah, take me. He freely did not even himself. Three times they tried to beat him. How did they escape? You think it's a struggle? Don't pray to be beached, though. Don't pray to be beached. A brother was beached few few days ago. He came to Dalma here. Now look for her. Share with you that guy that came in for prayers. 
Who now received the baptism? Came back home the next day. Left to come back to the south, got bombs. Everything went down. The next day, he went to the office with a car. All things happened within three days. I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but he shall possess the light of life. There's a light that the devil cannot contend with. It's not the transitional light. It's not the parking light. It's the light of life. It's a high beam. It's not a low beam. It's the light that God is in judging Satan that he gives to us. That we will judge him here also. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's also good. You are the light of the world. He gave it to you too. This is the light you have to protect your children. That when you rise in prayer, you say, Father, thank you for your word that has taken flesh in me. In the name of Jesus, I bless my children. I release the light of life upon them. You begin to tell you how the light will work in their lives. Then you say, Oh Lord, the entrance of your word brings light. It gives understanding to the simple. Your word is a lamp over my step and a light onto my path. David of Frederick many years ago. That's why he had the boldness to say, even though I pass through the valleys of the shadows of death, I fear no evil. What gave him that audacity? So the Lord is there with me, with this, with this rod and with this staff. Uh, he comforts me. In Psalm 27, he said, The Lord is my light and my help. Whom shall I fear? The guy began to brag in the regions of darkness. He wasn't praying. He was like making an announcement and a public announcement. The Lord is my light, my help. Whom shall I fear? Well, very soon we shall be seeing death. Death will wear suit and walk on our street. People will say, No, I can't stop death. They will see you pass. Oh God. Oh, this Lord is the stronghold of my life. Before whom would I shame from? Then he began to define the contest of his prayers. When my enemies come against me to eat my flesh and drink my blood, it is they who stumbled and fell. How? By the light. Gave you the Eucharist of Amu dangerously to face the dangerous circumstances of the world. You cannot be a devotee to the Eucharist and understand the music behind it, and you will go down. That will be fatal, you know, uh, fatal uh, you know, experience. You eat my flesh and drink my blood, can never see death. Can you make an alignment? It means there's something about it. But today, we will receive it out of devotion. And then we will see confessed negativity. We are now become victims of 
the demonic harassment that comes to our circumstances, our situations, our families, our day-to-day administrative life, and we feel the devil has power over it. When God has given what it takes, he says he causes us to triumph always. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, thanks be unto God. Which always causes us to triumph in Christ. It causes us always, not for some day, always. Have an always mindset that every day of your life is a day of victory. Not you produce the victory, it's a victory given to you. So, all I need to do is to have a strong devotion and commitment, and then what? Total embrace of His word and begin the Eucharistic life. Confront your challenges with the Eucharistic life. Gear your world with the energy from the Eucharist. Some days, when you come back from church, lock, enter your room, lock the door, tell nobody to disturb you for the next 30 minutes. Engage what you have received and speak into your life. The areas of your life that you feel that there's harassment going on, you begin to decree and speak from the energy of the Eucharist, addressing those issues because they have ears. If they didn't have ears, how did Jesus say, Wind, come down and listen to you? Wave, peace, and listen. I'll put that in. Yes, sir. Are you blessed? Yes, sir. Are you pleased? Yes. No more fear. No more fear. No more fear. Can you see the mindset your daddy has to be? Your father is a warrior. He can't raise weaklings. Check all of them that have served me. All of them were the warriors. Is it Moses? Is it Abraham? <laughs> they are all fighters. Hmm? When you require first come on, they were ready. Where the word is, is people want to be ready. All of them. Hmm? Is it Jacob? They were all fighters. They were all militants. They were all militants. Be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We shall not walk in darkness. Every day you rise as you receive the Holy Communion, you engage the grace of God upon your heart and speak forth. Those challenges, enough of telling God those challenges. Stop telling God, look at what is happening to me. Look at this my issue. Oh God, do it. Oh God, do it. Oh God, do it. Good and fine. He will do it. But not always. He will do it, but it's not happening with you. Because you have given what it takes for you to handle it. Learn to tell God, Father, I want to thank you because you have given what it takes to do it. Hey, <laughs> say yes, my daughter, I have come. As you begin to exercise that, he's a mighty God. He will know what he's doing. He will give what it takes to deal with that. Are we together here? Yes, Father, I tried it, it didn't work. He was just watching it to see how long, to see how long he will insist 
how long you exercise your faith level. So we need the light of light to deal with the darkness that is erupting in our system every day. Every day. And the part of the mission of the Holy Spirit is to arm the church with what? The light of the mind. That's why we mentioned Ephesians chapter 5. Where it says, Don't ask Christ, love the church. Don't ask Christ, love the church. He gives himself to the washing of the water by the water, but not. To the washing of the water that he may present the church without spots, without wrinkle. So, as he's washing us through the word of God, we are being built up. Men will give up because of the pressure of fear. They say in every hundred man being you see today, among those who are within the age of 40 and 70, 90% of them are having high blood pressure. Within the age of what? 40. Ninety percent are having high blood pressure. Why? It's a sign of the pressure that is going on in the man's spirit. You find this more and more humans. You don't see them in animals. Eat all these cows and any animals. Check them. They don't have any high blood pressure. High blood pressure is only among humans. Because there's something significant about the mind of the man. If the mind of the man is under culture, it activates a lot of things that begin to bring issues. And if you check the pressure, the high blood pressure issue is linked to fear. Fear of failure. Fear of losing one head. Fear of this, fear of that. And part of what Jesus has delivered us from is from here is not only what, not only death, but also fear. So when you're being tormented by fear, always before you know it, your blood pressure starts to issues. That's why they're not cured. They will tell you what are you thinking? You don't stop thinking, what are you fearing? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Can we read it? Mm -hmm. The children, as he calls them, mm -hmm. are people of flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. Jesus himself became like them. And share their human nature. Mm -hmm. He did this so that through his death mm -hmm. he might destroy the devil. Through what? 
through his death. Through his death. The death happened where? In his flesh. Right? So his flesh becomes the instrument of destroying death, right? And then he took that flesh and gave you. So he probably gave you what to use in destroying death. That's why Paul is saying that we are always on the triumphant procession. Okay? So he has destroyed the one that has the power of death, and then the last one is what? Not to free. Who has the power over death? And indeed, they set free those who were slaves all their lives because of their fear of death. Who were slaves? All their life. To what? Fear of death. They were slaves all their life because of the fear of death, fear of failure, fear of mishap, fear of money, fear of this one. All those small, 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 small fear is what begins to eat you up. It begins to eat the texture of your heart, of your soul. And your system will start having issues. Your mental health begins to have issues. Before you know it, you're having high blood pressure. So thanks be to God. The Bible shows, shows everything. Let us look at Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Go ahead. You, Lord, give perfect peace mm -hmm. to those who keep their couples firm and put their trust in you. Okay. And that translation? You will give a perfect peace. All who trust in you. All who thoughts are fixed on you. And that translation? You okay. keep. Go ahead. You keep the perfect peace, the world of steadfast mind, because he trusts in you. You will keep a perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. As your mind is stayed on God constantly, God supplies peace on toe. Peace on, on toe. Guard your heart with all diligence. How do you guard your heart? You have to guard your heart with the word of God. You encourage yourself with the word of God. That's how you guard your heart. Each time each, an issue hits you, you guard yourself with the word of God. There's a challenge now, right now, on your neck. Beat you up every day. Go and find out. What did God say about that challenge? Begin to speak forth the word of God to set that challenge in your heart. That is the spirituality of the word of God. As you are doing that, you are, you are, you are preserving your heart. From the damage that challenge, that burden, will have cost your heart. And you know what? Okay. That's what the devil is doing. Because we don't understand this. It stands up troubles that have no day. And begin to make you have people with the things that God has blessed you with, people with the God's blessing your life. The blessing begins to be a problem for you. Making Christians to lose their peace, lose their joy. The very things that are blessed now are beginning to be source of curses for them. Their children, their career, their marriage, their material things. Has become an issue for them. They say, 
this will confuse. Because many are bankrupt for this reason. But as the word of God is coming to you, God is coming in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You will not be a victim of the rascality of darkness in that land. Once you lose your peace, you are like a plane with the air without red eye. Anything appears as safety for you. You have no direction anymore. You have lost it all. That's why Jesus said, my peace I bequeath unto you. Not the peace of the world. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Not the peace of the world. If you are seeking the safety and the peace of the world, you are going to have issues. My own peace I give unto you. Story of the, the madman that used to enter one parish like that. After every morning mass, he was looking for for morning mass in the morning, very early. This madman used to sleep on the road on the street. He would see the buses jumping. So he would come as a morning to be following them. But he would enter the church. He would just stand at the end, at the end of the, the end of the road and watch them. And he see the candle there and all those things. When they finish mass and he has gone. He will come begging money. After begging money, he will enter the church. So he noticed that when he enters, there will be something in there that was He has been speaking things in church. So he has been doing that for a long time. So one day he said, This man now, what is he going to do in the church this way? So they decided to, you know, accost him. I want him to come there again. He said, Why? Can't you see what Jesus gave the church of God that they left the church? See peace, see wealth, see favor, see protection. See, they left the church. So when he doing this with peace, he said he was speaking them. Now in his madness, he was seeing what God blessed people with spiritually. Now he takes it to the madman for him to know that things are hidden when they come. Even though it is what spiritual. So when Jesus said, My peace I give unto you, he said, I will see peace. But who are going out? Are we conscious that we see that peace? That's why when you leave the church and trouble start wearing off, you don't sell your peace for that trouble. He said, I refuse to lose my peace. You sustain the integrity of the peace of the sea. That peace will shield you. That peace will keep you on a triumph. I refuse to lose my peace. The trouble came purposely to do what? To make you lose your peace. And your peace is your security. The Bible calls it shalom. Shalom, shalom. The real meaning of peace is shalom, shalom, meaning what? Divine security. So when you lose that sense of, you know, tranquility that you feel in your soul, it means your whole world is vulnerable now. 
But if your mind is having that tranquility, it's a sign that everything around your world is secure. Amen. Amen. So your mind becomes the radar that tells you all is well. If your mind is at peace, all is well. But if your mind is troubled, it means there's an invasion somehow. Something that pertains to your life is being invaded. And you need to engage the peace of Christ. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You take root. You take hold of things. So I have the peace of Christ. I have the peace of Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. I refuse to lose my peace. I refuse to lose my peace. So these are the things that the Holy Spirit wants us to be attuned with from God. As we make progress in our journey. As the challenges that are coming are on the increasing level. As we, as we are going to be experiencing certain strange things, as time goes on, strange things will come. Many will be discouraged. Many will give up. Many Christians, all of a sudden, they will lose a sense of the texture of a Christian life. Do make sense to them again. They say, for what? Why am I in the church? For what? The sense of the tremendous movement sense for them anymore. Piety is dying out. The gift of piety is dying out. The level of, in, of uh, demonic in, in, in intoxication is on the increase. So those who are remnants of God, the Holy Spirit is arming them every day, every day. As they yield to the Lord, they are on the increase every day. The Holy Spirit is arming them, is blessing them. They are having a sweet fellowship. They are having a good time with the Lord. And is blessing them with new revelation, blessing them with new zeal, blessing them with the peace of Christ, and then laying burdens in their life that will help them to remain fervent, fervent, fervent. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lastly, before we begin to pray, let's finish up again at John chapter 16. So we can pray. From verse 7, he said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Amen. Amen. It's your advantage. That book of digestive last afternoon. Yes. So I have advantage. I have advantage. In all cases. In all cases. Yes. Do you have any prayer for life that you have in your life? There's something that you feel that you need to tell God about, right? Yes. yes. I'm going to bring it. Yes. The 
always be as BAP because you know it's your advocate. It's your barrister in this case. Right? Yes. Good. And he's telling you you have an advantage over this case. The case will not appear for your own good. If you look at the, what is on, ground, on the ground, the premise of what is on the ground concerning your burden right now, your challenge right now, you may be wondering, is it going to be possible? Is it going to be possible? I think when I'm going and weighing it, yeah, it may not work out. But the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, it is your advantage. Shout a big amen. Amen. That's how we remain positive. Because he has something to do. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Since you are bound if I go away, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. So when he comes, he will work in three areas for our advantage. Three areas. Are we blessed? Yes. When he comes, he's going to do something for our advantage in three areas. The first one is where? He will prove to the world that they are wrong. That they are wrong. No matter what they do, no matter how they paint things, you will keep poking their hearts. You are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. You are evil. You are wrong. You are evil. So I think when you don't tell them, people of God, the Holy Spirit is telling them in their hearts and they know it. They will pretend that they, 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 they are not doing anything. They are doing something. Number two. Uh -huh. What's the one? They will convince the world of what? Convince the world of what? You know what it means? What we are doing in our program here every Saturday is this one to convince us that God is right with regards to what they have done for us. He's convincing you you are satisfied. He's convincing you I'm bringing my spirit to you. He's convincing you that you are giving the world of life. He's convincing you this is not the world. He's convincing you that you have power over darkness. He's convincing you that the glory of God is upon you. He's trying to work on your mind. He starts to convince you the more. So you can come to that point like Peter to say what? I'm fully convinced. I neither death nor life. Your things present. Your things in the future can never separate me from what? From the love of Christ. So that's what he's doing. He's convincing us. He's playing on your intelligence through the gift of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. All of this is to convince you. Can you believe it? But why is this convincing you? We know very well that the devil too is using unbelief, he's using ignorance, he's using what again? Doubt, doubt, doubt fear. fear. All of it is working your mind to make sure that you don't accept what he is doing in your life. It's a two, two background. Why the Holy Spirit is convincing us? The devil is bringing unbelief. He's pushing us to believe things that are not consistent with God. 
And then instead of the church to know this, we are busy praying, 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 praying. Even from fear, we pray. From unbelief, we pray. From ignorance, we pray. Then, if God doesn't answer such prayers, we say, God, let's not answer my prayers. The question is, what gave birth to such prayers? Me, I like my prayers with answer me. I like my prayers with answer. Oh, it makes me lift my shoulders off. That at least I have the ears of God. Amen. Amen. Wow, there's a confidence he gives you. That whenever you call upon him, that he's real, even though you're not seeing physically, he responds, you can see it. He gives you audacity. He gives you an edge. You can stand on that experience to boast. What is the woman wants to boast? Let him boast in the Lord. But God in the New Testament answers prayer faster, depends on what the Holy Spirit has convinced your heart. Truly, the teachings are given to you. I know very well it is the will of God for men to be saved. I don't pray, oh God, me, if it's your will, let him be saved. As long as the man, the man is not saved, I know it's the will of God. And in my prayer, I enforce the law of salvation to take place in the man. And I don't say, oh God, please. May you touch him. You are begging God to please touch him when himself died for his sake. Are we together here? Yes. By begging him and what he has done, which one is higher? You see? So my begging doesn't make any sense because he has really acted more. Eh? He has committed himself and done something much greater to bring about that person's salvation than my prayer that is begging him to bring salvation. So as the Holy Spirit teaches you things and conveys you things in your heart and you engage them as your advocate, he has your, as your lawyer, he has given you the right material to present when you are testifying before the court of prayers. Say I'm blessed. I'm blessed. When you say prayers like this, you are speaking words born of conviction from the womb of the Holy Spirit. And God honors it faster because it's born of the spirit, it's born of faith, and it's part of the reality of what? Of the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. So it's convincing the world, it's convincing the world that the world has sinned and the world is wrong. Everything the world is doing is wrong. That's what the world is doing. Sometimes he manifests through his pastors and through his, his instruments, priests, pastors, to tell the world you are wrong. Once in a while, you see someone who just receive the inspiration to condemn something, and before you know it, they were going to choke him to death. Why are you not choking? You see, that's the minister of God. Many priests have died. Many gospel witnesses have died because what? The Holy Ghost used them to prove to the world that they are wrong. You with your normal eyes, you can't do this work unless this priest possesses you. Are we together here? Yes. The Holy Spirit is convincing the hearts of his children about the dividend of the realities of the future of Christ. Because he needs you to be part of the soldier that he's going to use to push back the planting of darkness. He's convincing you, no force, touch my against you shall prosper. Why are you scared that you prosper? He 
is convincing that Jesus has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place. He said, Oh, Holy Spirit, I don't have any time I'm okay now. You keep seeing yourself as someone who is down. Why not believe God first? Peter said, Test and see. You are right to test and see. It's not you test and see that will doubt the entire reality. Jesus said, Whoever believes my word shall never see death. Believe it first. Don't say, Is it possible? When you start asking questions that way, you are offending the Holy Spirit who is laying this in your heart. The third one is what? There's something said about it. Let's, let's read it. The first is to convince the world that they are wrong. The second is to convince the world of righteousness in us believers. The third one is what? Because the ruler of this world is judge. Yes, they will have been judged. With this now, in relation to how we see the devil today, oh, they say that the devil has been judged. Now, I want you to place side by side this statement with the way we generally perceive the devil and you know how we deal with him. Thank you. 
If you do not see, even the policeman, that policeman that decides is hiding from the gun and is facing you. And this one is not has not been sacked yet. And this in government and it's carrying kind of gun. And they and they are stopping and stopping. Maybe this one stopped you, and this one stopped you. And you want to show one that he has no power. Which of them will you to keep them? Even with the gun. Why? Some of them have gone. They want to shoot you. They want to shoot you. They want to be in it. Not only that, he can shoot you in the gun, right? Even though it's illegal, right? Yes. So, but he will be subject to penalties if he does it. They see something lacking. He should be afraid of you because. <laughs> that is one who is a good point, but it's another one again. Because he has already been joined. There's something. Yes. The blow is, for instance, he knows that the blow that he has been stabbed. Mm -hmm. Without knowing the chain, he will not shoot. Okay, even if he will shoot, okay? as the car is coming. Okay, now with your car, you can crush him. Okay. okay. He's scared of you that that car you're using. The other man who is not sat, who is standing there, whom he may attempt to crush. What is in his mind that even if I die, uh -huh, what happens? You may crush him, eh? but the case will not end. Eh? Yes. But the other one, if you crush him, that is why when he sees you come this street, <laughs> he knows that his case ends here. So he runs for his life. But Jonathan will say, I know, I stand as the Nigerian police force. Okay, crush me. And they will take up the case. You may think you escape, but they will go after you and get you. Right? Yes. Maybe so. Yes. See, when this thing hits you, when the whole thing convinces you that the devil has been judged, this is the kind of mentality that goes in your head. You will see him jamming you. This is what gives you audacity. He manifests in different ways. Through people, through circumstances. But many times we get scared. We still honor him as if he's in force. When you have been sad, when he bashes towards on you, close your eyes, your prayer, say, Devil, listen to me. I know you have been sad. You are illegal. When you tell him that, eh, he knows. Listen, he doesn't like to hear it. The worst he can do to them is to remind him of what has happened to him. <laughs> and people are reasonably in church and they are doing that. Madness everywhere. First of all, don't get scared of him. First of all, we are convinced they are being judged. He has no, he has no power to you know, in any damage that can cause unnecessary distraction, unless we permit. That's why the first power Christ gave the apostles, you know the power to even save souls, is what? The power to cast out demons. You have it not because you are prayerful. It is part of the investment of grace upon your life as a believer. Those who believe in me. For Christians today, I'm looking for who will pray for them. You see, how do we, because for me, it's something that found me hard to tell people. What is Zion ministry? I don't think there's such a thing anywhere. 
kids, no matter how hard you try to make them see that they really don't need it, they don't need it. That's it. We have to have to be so religiously has blinded us. And I think the tapping from tapping grace, mm. I tap your grace. Mm. <laughs> when the grace is given to all, I have the grace of baptism. You have the grace of baptism. But this person has been able to stay his own up and is having an effect. No two can stand it. Stand yourself up in prayer, in commitment. Stand yourself up. Give yourself time before God. And let him rub himself over you. He challenged my mother brothers who are praying five times a day. Listen. The point in their prayer, listen. Because sometimes they are, look at them, they are praying. We are not seeing the effect of their prayer. They are praying five times a day. Have you seen a mother who has a very big shop, right? Huh? Very big shop. With plenty of goods. Maybe if you wear the goods there, you might have 20 million. Time of prayer comes. What does he do? He does he run the shop? No. Does he cover it? You are there pricing it and say, okay, okay, I say, what do you say? He lives with it. He lives with it. He lives with money. What type of That's deliberate. That's why he just for that. The fact that he can disengage and render all this as rubbish. Each time he goes away, he dies. Each time he goes away, he dies. So his life, he dies five times a day. I was praying about it. I said, Lord, what is this? What is it? Why are they so committed? Why? What is this? They don't say, you see? Even though I have to make a research. Don't know why this particular thing to God, the God of Abraham. All these things are tied to you know, believe in because I see them in the research. I began a serious research and I found something. Oh, God. I just saw the book of Abraham. We have someone they call Bonnet. It's in your Bible. Can I? Can I? Is it all the the star or the emblem of that God is something like this.
That was what was refurbished and give the name Islam. This God desires the blood of children. In those days, they sacrificed their children on the altar of Molech. Very devilish, you know, cult associated with this God. Is a very jealous demon. Anything that can make you sacrifice your children will take your brain. Configures your mindset. So this demon himself too has put it in their hearts for them to be able to then to disengage from material things to have a sexual they can have a sexual thing in them. Peace is more important to them than any material thing. That's how this demon operates. That's why if you watch a typical Muslim person, there's no time for real life. There's this aspectless of it. So when they go for a prayer, in the busyness of life, they disengage one, second, two, five times. The person dies five times a day. That's why you can let go. That's why if you have things that are going down, you can even die with it. And they copy that man of prayers from the Jews. Because the Jews too pray five times a day. They make it three times for their convenience. Just like us, we pray too. We pray five times a day. But for convenience sake, we pray for three pray pray times. Morning prayer, before noon, midday prayer, uh, uh, afternoon prayer, evening prayer, toilet. Misses. For the Jews, they don't have night prayer, they don't have toilet. That's why they always fight. But I only six. And that's because they did So these are some of the hardened truths that we must understand and also apply in our Christian journey. That when the Holy Spirit begins to stay in your heart for prayer, even if it's five minutes, they do that habit. That can build you up. If this demon can build in the minds of people, this type of you know dexterity towards you know the act of worship, how much more can the Holy Spirit? in us if we give ourselves. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you. Give you all the glory.
pages of transformation that I want to do something new in our life for God. Let the ministry of the world come to build us strong. Let the ministry of the world activate in us the desire, the zeal to go to work in this world. Holy Spirit, perfect the Lord to do what we start with, that we may have what it takes to face the challenge that is facing us every day, especially the challenges that come from the womb of darkness. Let your power not depart from us. Let your grace not depart from us. Let the ears of the world Let the day you begin again more The light of life in us that is going down will rekindle it. Our desire for you, our desire for the world, our desire for righteousness, our seek for prayer will be rekindled. Touch every heart right now in this place. Touch every body, every head. Don't let us go back home the same. You can see Jesus. You are the full of life. You are partaking of truth this morning. We receive strength that comes from you alone. We receive the nutrients and the ingredients of the Spirit. That qualifies us to be sanctified. That qualifies us to walk with you diligently. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us to overcome the obstacles that inhibit the revelation of God's word in our hearts. The distractions that intimidate you, the things, the weakness. For without you, we can do nothing. Set our heart on fire. Renew our faith. Let it be on the increasing measure. Let every man here, let every woman here. They see a new effect this morning. They begin to ascend to go to God. Let this moment be a transforming moment of Holy Spirit. Addressing spirits that are behind all these orchestrations. 
Let your hope be broken in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We decree that the blanket of darkness ravishing our homes through the gifts. Even as we pray at this hour, we join with the light of God. And we command the hold of darkness to be broken. The influence they have on our children. All forms of addiction and confusion. All forms of distraction. Whatever manipulations that are going on in the life of our children. On account of the word of God today, we speak powerfully into their lives and we dislodge the purposes and the plans of the enemy upon their life for destruction in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, Like any tree, the Lord planted by God shall not be there. Thoughts, ways of life, patterns, habits that they have picked up and they begin to have root in their hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus, in this day. We declare with the glare to not prosper in their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. As we say that their angels are constantly before your presence, Father, we declare that these angels will minister to them. Amen. The message of salvation of all our own faith is that children will emerge. Stars of righteousness, taking hold of God's purposes, bending them in their lives, and creating records in the world in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We bless our homes. Bless our homes with the joy that comes from God. We speak that there will be understanding. Purpose, single minded purpose. Between couples, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We bless the work of their hands. We command the attacks on our finances, attacks on our investment and businesses. Where the enemy is tying down God's people's blessing to bring frustration and discouragement. I speak powerfully at this hour. By the power of the light of life. That God's people will lay hold of their blessings Amen. and they will receive them physically in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We cause financial, you know, transforming. We cause breakthroughs for limited. We decree that as many who have invested and are waiting for the for the investment of our church, may it be provoked God beyond measure. That your children will lay hold of what they have sown and reap abundantly in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And as many, the enemy has caused that they be forgotten. That no one will make reference to it again. That curse is broken in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Precious Father, keep your glory. I decree and I declare that your children put courage, diligence in your name and with faith, knowing that they are God who blesses the work of their hands, may they receive testimonies. Amen. May they receive what it takes for them to go to witness for you righteously in this earth in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We pray on every father that our homes will become homes of faith and love. Homes of righteousness. Amen. That hunger and appetite for prayer will be restored in our homes again. Amen. Every attack of witchcraft and all forms of demonic darkness that is ravaging the world of today, that is taking hold of homes and destroying them, their power will be broken in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Precious in the name of Jesus. Let it be quiet. Let it be fear of the Lord. Darkness trying to suffocate as many who are serving in this country 
Okay, so I will look, they are great, my power in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Then the power of the reversing angels arrive. Amen. And as Jesus conquered Satan on the cross, with that victory again, the established are comes. So give that testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let the whole of the evil be nullified. Let the enemies of warfare be removed beyond measure. Upon our land, upon our country, upon our world of good, where there is violence, bloodshed, we pray for Israel. We pray for nations that are in, that in, that are in chaos. Oh, Jesus, may you arrive. You are the bright morning star. When you arise, there's, there's peace. Let your peace be established in the heart of humanity again. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As many who are victims of darkness, in sickness, in pain, as many who are having incurable diseases, as many who are being eaten up by cancer, as many who are being eaten up by diabetes, as many who are being eaten up by all kinds of sickness that are incurable. Oh God, let the light of the be released on their behalf at this time. From the four corners of the earth, may your children be healed. May the whole of infirmity be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. As many who are connected to us by faith, as many who are connected to us by blood, who are suffering over the past, on account of sickness, many of them are on the verge of death. They have given up of living again. They have given up because they have no money. They have no way to care for them. We stand with them in faith today. For you say that when you are in your name, we will pray, will answer us. On this account, oh God, we decree and we declare by the power of the light of life that any man of God will reach them. They shall be delivered from the dungeons of death. Amen. And they shall live again to testify of God's goodness in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We pray for our children who are victims of darkness at different levels. Some are being tormented in their minds. Some of their mental health have become bastardized. Many are confused. Many are giving up. Many are beginning to entertain the thoughts of suicide. Many are out there completely depressed and are running mental. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, may you touch your people. Let this devastation stop. Let this devastation stop. Let this destruction stop. For you say, Lord, your holy mountain, there shall be no hurt. There shall be no destruction. Below your holy mountain, because the knowledge of the word of God shall cover the earth as the water covers the sea. Whatever drop of your water may be swallowed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Precious Father, King of Glory, as many who are meant to be left behind, but I count on one of two things already to be left behind. They are not again. May your hand be stretched to bless them. Amen. Invigorate them. Strengthen them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Pray for us, who have recourse to our prayers, who are trusting for your grace and your blessings upon their life, for I come to our gathering here today. Oh, Heavenly Father, you said in your word that the center of the enemy shall not rest in the land of the just. And so every staff of authority of the enemy, every staff of wickedness, every staff that is orchestrating all kinds of circumstances in the life of God's people and is bringing all kinds of confusion and pain, we declare and we declare it shall be well with your children in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let us for our people who are here before the Lord Jesus. Take away their burdens. Take away their burdens and their pains. May you receive divine confirmation. Amen. Now walk in your life hands today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The of the effectiveness of your bondage. His spirit abides with you. There shall be no death. Amen. There shall be no violence. Amen. There shall be no negativity. Amen. Amen. Your faith 